John chapter 3 verse 16 you should know that scripture already memorized but just open it up have it in front of you and we will we will go into the words of God I titled my message today father's love if you're taking notes which you should uh, study says that it increases um, your memory by 10 or 15 percent if you take notes you'll remember 10 or 15 percent more so but let's go into scripture it says this for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life I want you to say with me for God so loved the world I want to talk today about the love of God and the love of the Father and how important it is to know the Father's love this is this has been my personal experience for last maybe a couple of months most of you that know I have a little child one-year-old girl her name is Ileana those of you that know, don't know now you know and as began this has begun like two months or, or maybe about a month and a half ago where I was talking her and talking her to sleep to bed and it was about 11 o'clock and and she was kind of struggling a little bit then she finally fell asleep and as I'm sitting uh, as I'm laying in bed and holding her in my arms and I'm thinking I'm looking at her and I'm you know my heart is, is overflowing with love for her I can't even describe the feeling and the words and I you know I'm, I'm thinking my, I was like so, you know how this little human changed my life and so much so much emotions involved in this moment so much things running through my head and I'm thinking I would be able, I would do anything for this little human that came and into my life that I barely knew for barely a year you know and I couldn't even imagine the thought of, of of her being hurt or somebody hurting her I would do anything and everything possible in my strength to protect her and to keep her safe and you know as I'm laying there meditating on this for 10-15 minutes or so you know overwhelmed with emotion overwhelmed with this love overwhelmed with these feelings and you know, I begin to think about the father's love for me I begin to think you know Holy Spirit begin to Holy Spirit brought this verse into my into my memory which this verse I knew probably from you know I grew up in a Christian family I knew I knew this first probably this was the first not probably I'm sure this is the first verse that I ever memorized from the Bible and here I am 20 some years later returning back to this verse and I am thinking about God's love for me and I'm thinking here I am overwhelmed with these emotions and love for my child and God said that he so loves me he loves me so much and I'm beginning to think God is that even possible is that I mean I'm filled with these emotions towards my child this this indescribable love feeling towards my child and you're saying that you love me at least the same as much as a matter of fact you actually say that you love me more that my love this at this moment that I'm feeling this love this compassion this this great I, th there's no even words to describe this great feeling that I'm feeling you're saying that you love me so much more that my love at this moment compared to your love is evil and so as I begin to think and meditate and I begin to kind of go on this journey for next and for, for, for next couple of weeks and, and until this point it's just kind of been brewing in my heart trying to understand and trying to grasp God's love for me 
And, you know, it's, it's hard to explain in the words because our words are very limited. Our words are very, um, they're, they're, they fall short of explaining such a feelings as love. We can only go so far trying to explain. And so here I'm sitting and thinking, God, could it be true? Is it, could it be true that you love me more than I love my own child? And here he declares in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. And I'm thinking to myself, how much would I have to love somebody to give my own child away? To give my own child to suffer to give my own child to die for somebody else how much greater of a love I have to experience to do that and yet God who is love finds us worthy of his love finds us worthy to give his son for us he loves us so much and so I've been on a journey discovering and comprehending, understanding and praying every single morning, every time I have devotion and trying to approach God from that perspective that God loves me. That God loves me. Trying to comprehend at least a little bit of His love for me. And I want to tell you it's been a revolutionary and changing and it's if taken my relationship with God to a whole nother level because as big of a revelation you have in your life about God's love for you that is as great of a relationship you're gonna have with your father who is in heaven see <clears throat> Satan always tries to convince us that God doesn't love us he uses every means he uses guilt he uses shame he uses any unfavorable situation around us to convince us that God doesn't love you see you're suffering see your family suffering see you're constantly in lack you're constantly in shortage see how this happened to you how somebody died in your family see how this and that see how you know you were in this situation and God could have protected you God should have done this for you but he hasn't done it and Satan uses any sort of means any kind of situation anything to draw us always away from God see Satan is the enemy of the love of God he knows that God is love and he knows that the moment you discover how much God loves you the moment you truly discover how much God loves you you will never ever under any circumstances run away from God why would you even when you fall when you sin even when you come short even if you do things that you've promised a thousand times you won't do it to yourself and to other people if you truly understand that God loves you that even at that moment where you fall short when you disappoint yourself God's still standing with arms wide open waiting for you waiting to help you pick you up raise you waiting to bless you waiting to to help you not to punish you um, in the story of prodigal son prodigal son really messed up he, he really did mess up he took all the blessings that he that the father earned see the son didn't earn anything in the house he just inherited and that's kind of how we are in life you know what we earn is not good enough and so all the blessings that we receive from God they're just his mercy and grace so the prodigal son 
he got all these blessings he thought you know I can do it without father I can do it without father's love I can do it without being in the father's house I can do it all on my own and he shortly discovered that he can't and he squandered all his blessings he spent his life and his livelihoods on prostitutes and parties and all these things I mean he really messed up but even after all these years, after abandoning the father, after squandering all the goods, after living a moral life, father still accepted him, loved on him and not only that, he restored him to the original position as though that nothing happened. This is the attitude and this is the heart of the father. Never allow Satan, never allow a thought from Satan or demons to influence you or to tell you that you messed up too much for you to run from God. Never run from God. Only run towards Him because He is waiting for you. He loves you too much. There is nothing that my child could do for me to disown her and there is nothing you can do for God to disown you and He is much greater father than I could ever hope to be. Amen. See um, on this earth we live, we live on this earth and, and God designed this life to be um, as a foreshadow and he uses all different things in our lives to help us to understand him because because otherwise we won't be able to comprehend and one of the things that God uses in our lives he uses us uh, stages in life to to show us his life and uh, to show who he is and he him as a father and we have this stage of childhood in our life and God uses a stage of childhood and uses our parents to demonstrate his love for us to demonstrate his care to demonstrate his um who he is as a father and um, we get a concept of a father through our fathers through our family through our parents in life see how do you how do you find out that God is a provider you go through tough things in life you go through lack and God comes through and you know he is a provider how do you understand that God is a father uh, how do you understand that God is a healer when you have a sickness he heals you and so on and this how by going through certain things in life we we recognize the attributes of God and one of the ways we recognize the attribute of God as a father is through our earthly fathers this is why Satan in this day of age and not only in this day and age but throughout the history he fought so hard to destroy that institution of family and to destroy fathers in life. If you look at our generation today how men are being attacked by the enemy through all kinds of means, through all kinds of ways so they can remove fathers from people's lives and skew the vision and then the understanding of God in people's lives and when people even come and they give the life to Jesus and they start on their walk with God and their journey with God because of past traumas, because of past uh, imperfection uh, of parents and our lack of parents or lack of fatherhood in their life, they view God in a wrong way and Satan succeeds from drawing people away from God. Throughout the history, you know, we see many wars left and right and wars were, were satanic plan and scheme because only men went to war back then and it was demonic scheme to remove men, to remove fathers from homes so that children can grow up orphans, so children can grow up without proper father figure and without having 
a right kind of perspective of who our Heavenly Father is. But regardless of what kind of family you grew up in, regardless of what kind of father you had, you say, you know what, what about me? I had a bad childhood. My father was never around. You know, even if that's the case, this, this, this life, this earthly fathers, earthly parents were only an appetizer, only introducers to the main course, only introducers to the main meal, introducers to our real heavenly father. So even if that was the case, you still have a heavenly father that is perfect, that can restore you, they can restore your mindset, restore your view of him and you can enjoy great relationship with God. Amen church? You know when, when disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus teach us how to pray. What they were asking Jesus is, Jesus teach us how to relate to the Father. They're asking Jesus teach us how to communicate with the Father. How do we address the Father? How do we come about coming to the father and the interesting thing is Jesus starts out with this our father who art in heaven he doesn't start off saying master creator of the universe almighty God God of father God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob all these great attributes that God has Jesus perfectly knowing the heart of the heart of the father perfectly knowing the will of the father first thing that he teaches his disciples he says address him as a father who are in heaven and then the rest of the things follow you begin to worship him you begin to adore him you begin to ask him you begin to address him when you have the right perspective and right view who the father is you know a lot of times even in christian christians even in church we have a wrong kind of perspective of god we have a perspective of god as a judge god is like a police officer that's walking around that's that's looking where you're gonna mess up so i can issue a ticket where you're gonna mess up so i can begin to punish you and i can show you who you really are and who i am really but but this is the wrong perspective of god this is many times satan succeeds in churches to skew to corrupt our image of who God is and therefore we don't have boldness to come to God and ask for things because we feel like we're wrong we just messed up we continue to do the sin that we've done that we promise ourselves and other people and God will never do and we look at, at God as our judge as our as a person that condemns us as, as the one who's looking to punish us at any moment we mess up and therefore we don't have boldness to ask we don't have boldness to to, to ask him to live a blessed life, to have a boldness to ask him to live a, have a blessed marriage, blessed family, to have boldness to ask him to help us in certain situations, to heal us, to free us because there's certain um, cells of like I'm, I'm, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving and I deserve what I've got because well this is who God is. He punishes, he's a rightful judge, he punishes those that do wrong but before God is a rightful judge before God is a creator of the universe and all the other things he is our father in Jesus name amen before Jesus started his ministry we see a very interesting thing he gets baptized by John and the first thing before Jesus starts doing anything for God before he deserves anything we see the heavens opened and God speaks and says this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. 
what is he saying is this, this is my son so if he's my son that means I am his father and he's beloved yes he didn't do anything yet he didn't do one miracle yet he didn't accomplish God's will yet to the fullest but God says that doesn't matter yet that doesn't matter because he's first and foremost he is my son and I'm already pleased with him regardless if he does anything or doesn't do anything for me in our life we have to ask and pray that God will give us revelation that God will give us a greater revelation of who God is that God is our father who loves us unconditionally and there is nothing nothing can change that and the scripture says who or what can separate us from the love of God nothing nothing can separate us from the love of God see the um there was this study that was done and it's proven by psycholo psychologist um Dr. Mazari Amoru he did a study on the rice and we shared the study multiple times here where he took uh, three bottles of, of uh, he, three jars and he put rice in each and put water in them and for a whole month he came to one jar and he said thank you you're awesome to another jar he came and said I hate you you're an idiot and he ignored completely the third jar and so after a month of this exercise every single day he was doing this exercise the jar that was saying you're awesome thank you uh, begin to be turn into like yeast and begin to give a, pl a pleasant aroma it was very beautiful it was very uh, uh, very nice the second jar that he continued to speak to said you're ugly you're stupid you're worthless uh, became all black and nasty the third jar that he completely abandoned started to rot and gave this nasty nasty smell and so he came to a conclusion he said especially when it comes to children if the children are have absence of of love absence of acceptance absence of um uh you know when, when parents are speaking negative words they will they will have they will have problems in their life their life they will have many many problems in life those that are accepted and spoken well they, they will they will grow up and things will be well with them but he said what's worse than even being spoken negative into your life is complete abandonment he said that ruins people completely that's why the worst punishment in our prisons today is an isolation not some other thing and so what this speaks of is that what this speaks to me is that you know many Christians live like an orphans they try while they're Christian they give their life to Jesus but they try to make their life on their own they try to do things on their own as a matter of fact some of them believe that God doesn't even like them because of certain things they've done or because certain things they continue to do are you living like an orphan today or are you living out of the love of God are you bathing in the love of God don't blame flower for not blossoming change their environment put it in an environment where it would be forced to blossom that environment for us is the love of the father that environment in the life is the love unconditional love of the father if you notice in your life that you're having hard time blossoming smiling you have a hard time just you, things are not not going as you want it to be you're not you're not reaching the full potential check your soil because God's love is the proper soil for our soul it's a soil that where we can thrive and we can grow in Jesus mighty name
I want us to watch this clip that I that I found most of you probably have seen this clip but it's a it's a clip of a father and a son and it's um Dick and Rick Hoyt Rick uh, Hoyt was diagnosed with cerebral cerebral palsy at birth after his umbilical cord became twisted around his neck which caused a blockage to oxygen of oxygen flow as a result he, his brain could not send a correct message to his muscles toy um, team Hoyt began in 1977 when Rick asked his father if they could run a race together to benefit a lacrosse player in his school who became paralyzed because of the game after the first race Rick said dad when I'm running I feel like I'm not handicapped and as of April 2014, Hoy team has completed 1,108 eight endurance events, including 72 marathons, six Ironman triathlons. They have run Boston Marathon 32 times. Also adding to the list achievements, Dick and Rick biked across the U.S. in 1992, completing full 370, 35 miles in 45 days. I want you to watch this clip as you meditate on these words that we've spoken the love of the father and I want you to see how much an earthly father has a, cap a capacity to love their child and then we're going to finish talking about how God loves us in Jesus name please ro roll the clip I can only imagine it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah, will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine when that day comes when I find myself standing inside. I can only imagine when all I would do is forever, forever worship you.
us forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. See this father. When he was born, the child, when he was born, doctors told him, hey, abandon your child. Your child is going to be a vegetable for the rest of your life. You know, nothing good's going to come out of the, you're just going to suffer. You have two other children, you're most likely going to have more children. Just leave him be, let some institution take care of him, even if he survives. But his father said, no, I'm going to raise him as like I raised my other sons, like I'm raising my, all my other sons. And um, making a long story short, this, he, he began to... Uh, at, uh, parents taught him an alphabet and then with the help of one university they came up with a computer where with his eyes he could type things and begin to communicate and he began to begin to try to live as normal life as possible his parents aided him his and his dad because he loved running because well not running but participate in the running because he loved his dad went out of his way his dad had a heart disease when his dad when his child asked him to run he never run a race in his life so while he was in school his dad started training put uh, cement bags in a uh, wheelchair and started running so he can prepare himself for the race and since then they ran 1,108 races for the sake of his son for three decades he kept running so that his son could feel like he's not handicapped because he said dad when I run with you I don't feel like I'm a handicapped just to make his son feel like he's not handicapped at that moment that's how much a father is willing to go the lengths that the father is willing to go to care for his son you know eventually this boy that was supposed to be a vegetable for the rest of his life with the help of his dad and mom he graduated from high school graduated from college from Boston University and today is an inspiration to millions because of what the father's love did for one man today he's over 40 years old his dad is over 60 and they have they, they, they're inspiring millions around the world. That's what earthly love can do. But God said that He loves us so much more that this love right here that we watched that we all couldn't hold our tears back fails into comparison that if, if we'll grade it, it looks evil compared to how much more God loves us. I want to encourage you this, this morning that God loves you. That God cares for you. If you hurt, God hurts. If you have pain in your body, God cares for it. If, you, if you're struggling with limitation, backwardness in your life, if you're struggling with, 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 with uh, nagging thoughts, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, fear, God cares for you. His heart is for you. God is on your side. Today, I want to challenge you, especially now that we have, today that we have prayer line. God said, if He gave His Son for us, if He gave His best for us, wouldn't He give us much more than we ask? Wouldn't He give us with His Son, give us much more than we, that for, for the things that, the earthly things that we ask Him? Today as you're sitting, uh, sitting and awaiting prayer for prayer line, or maybe you're in a sanctuary, you have a need, you have, you have something that, that, that's bugging you and that's something that you've been praying for, I encourage you to continue to pray. Renew your mindset. Begin to see God as a father. Begin to see Him as the one that loves you unconditionally. Begin to see Him as the one that wants to help you. Begin to see that He is the one that's on your side. Begin to see Him as the one who hurts when you hurt. 
the one who cries with you as you cry. Jesus was tempted in all things so that he could sympathize with us in every trial and every place that we go through in life. I want to tell you God loves you. There's nothing that God is not willing to do for you today. You need healing, He has healing for you. And not only He has it, He is willing to give it to you. You need freedom, He has freedom for you. You need acceptance and love because maybe you didn't have your earthly fathers. He has that for you today. Accept the love of the Father and pray daily and ask Him, God, reveal yourself to me. Reveal your love for me. Because the moment you realize that God loves you, much bigger than you could even imagine is the moment that you're going to have boldness is the moment that you're going to have confidence is the moment that you're going to square up your shoulders and walk around knowing that you're the child of the most high god the child of the king of kings and all his resources are at your disposal that god is on your side he's going to help you overcome every problem in your marriage in your family in your health in every area of your life when you that god when you know that god loves you when you know the father's love nothing will be able to stop you in Jesus' mighty name.